This is iFanboy Pick of the Week number 607, brought to you by Mack Weldon. Underwear, socks, shirts that are better than what you're wearing right now, unless you're wearing Mack Weldon. And if you are, then you know I am wearing it. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using promo code iFanboy. And iFanboy listeners just like you. Welcome to iFanboy Pick of the Week, episode 607. I'm Josh Flanagan, alongside my co-host, Connor Kilpatrick. Hi, Josh. And Ron Richards is, the less said, the better. You know, it's just a legal thing. We, we would like to say more, but our lawyers have advised us to say less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and various other third parties. But again, I've said too much. And very we scary are... men in suits that have said, say less about it. And I said, yes, it- sir. They weren't orders, but they were suggestions, but they actually were orders. They're pointed suggestions. Yeah, there you go. Pointed. Almost <laughs> literally. Uh, we are iFanboy. Every week we read our stack of comic books, um, which uh, is only sort of partially a stack at this point, if I'm being honest. Um, and uh, because of digital, not because anyway. Uh, one of us picks, you see, you can't stack a digital file in any meaningful way. One of us picks their favorite book. We call that the pick of the week. We talk about that book, others from the week, the patron pick. And maybe if we have time, we'll read some listener mail. Things like that. The point of it is to be entertaining and for us to have fun. Uh, that's what we go for. That's what we just not we're about. Yeah, it's it's our it's it's our ethos. <laughs> ethos. It's our ethos. I've not been is awake that, for very is that, long. Is that a e t h o s? Yeah, it's the, the old ethos? Greek spelling. Nice, nice. Uh, we are going to talk about what happens in the book. So that's uh, it's a review show. There's your spoiler warning. There will be spoilers. That's on you, dude, and dudes at. Dudezette. Dudezette. <laughs> yeah, that's how I do it. Like Courts Marshall, Dudezette. Right. Uh, this week, Connor had the pick. <laughs> hey, it's Batman. Batman 33. And uh, so I was reading my books. I, I'm a tra- As you may hear, I'm traveling. I'm using my travel mic. And uh, so I had my books all ready to go on the plane. I'm very excited to, you know, just have this be locked in to that middle seat with my my comics and never move and read them straight through and uh i finished reading them all and i was like well huh i i don't know what to do i had a little of this last week (laughs) because uh literally everything i read i i enjoyed i thought everything was you know solid but Mm -hmm. um nothing right away blew my socks off so i was thinking well what am i going to do here and i thought Back to Batman and how much I enjoyed enjoyed it, but it wasn't it an enjoyment that was leaping off the page. I had to think about why I enjoyed it, and then once I thought about it, I was like, yes, I did enjoy that. So Batman 33, Tom King, art by Joel Jones, really fantastic. I, I did have that question, because I, I, I think I thought the same thing. I was like, I think I liked it, and then you picked it, and I went, oh, he liked it, which all, on a Batman thing always makes me want to re-examine it. Well, there's two there's two things going on here. So at the end of the last issue, we talked about Batman has you know, he he'd been recounting to to Selina Kyle, Bruce Wayne had been recounting to Selina Kyle, the war of jokes and riddles. And at the end of that recounting, he asked her to marry him. And so two things are happening here. And one is 
one takes you a long time to figure out. So it opens with Batman and Catwoman riding through the desert with shotguns on a horse. Batman dressed exactly like the Batman from Batman v Superman De- Desert Edition with the with the duster and the goggles and the scarf and Catwoman sort of in desert Catwoman gear. And we don't know what the hell's going on there. They know we have to we know they have to shoot their horse that's died, one of their horses that's died. Then we cut back to the, the Bat Kids at the Manor. We've got Dick Grayson. We've got Jason Todd. We've got Duke. I don't even know what his last name is. And we've got Damien. And uh, they're all hanging out and having funny adventures. And, all, and a curiously oldly drawn Alfred, which I didn't like. Um, well, I wondered if I saw that and I wondered if that means something. I was, I'm a little worried that it does mean something. They draw him with, with gray well, hair and he looks older than he normally does. And- honestly, he's been through some shit. <laughs> I ha- I mean I have more gray. I'm not bald, but I'm, I have more gray hair than Alfred does, and I don't think that's fair. I wonder if he if he does like shoe polish. You know? Maybe that's maybe, and he just was like, finally was like, what am I doing this for? Right. So, uh, you know, they're having fun adventures in the house. You know, uh, but the bat ha- uh, the bat bat hound has Jason Todd's jacket, and there's a fun bit with that ace, and then uh, so really, as you're reading this, you're like, why are Batman and Catwoman in the desert? And why are they? What's going on? While Alfred lets slip to the kids that their father is um, is engaged to Catwoman, and mm-hmm. I I loved that two page uh, the two panel repeated panel bit where they you know the, yep. we love we love that silent bit in comics right where he always says, she's accepted his his proposal and there's a silent bit and then what the hell did you just say and I just I loved the the bit at home with the kids as they deal with the fact that that Bruce has gotten engaged to Catwoman. You know, there's recriminations. Jason Todd blames Duke. Um, Damien's upset because he didn't see it coming and wasn't able to stop it. And uh, I liked a bit with Dick consoling him because they, they have that interesting relationship even though they never really had it in the New 52, but whatever. Doesn't, nothing matters. Nothing makes sense. Um, <laughs> and then... Uh, it's getting funnier. <laughs> and then... Uh, we we find out at the end that the the journey this this really dangerous journey to this country I've never heard of and I don't know if it's happening in another, another comic or not because it's apparently under Justice League protection and I didn't know any of that stuff um, is that because Talia Al Ghul is there and so I guess when you get engaged you got to go visit your baby mama's your baby mama and let her know I I don't know why I know that she has a harem <laughs> she's just had an orgy yes yeah so that was a thing um. Yeah, I guess I don't really know. I don't really know anything why this is happening. I don't and either. So, but I loved how strange that part was, and I loved the kid bit yeah. together. So it was like so it was like two different comics, but I enjoyed them for both for different reasons. My problem um, with the kid bit is that I didn't know who anyone was. Right. I thought I Damien jo- was. I thought Damien was Tim because she she yeah. drew him almost as big as the other guys. Well, there are literally. I mean, say what you will about diversity in comics, but at least I know who Duke is. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's Duke. That's helpful. That's great. Uh, everybody else, they're literally the exact same. I mean, she drew them with different faces and builds and whatever, but they're white dudes with black hair. Um, I figured, well, obviously Jason was wearing red because he's a red hood. But I didn't know because I thought that was Tim. Well, Tim is still not. He's Red Robin. Tim is still escaping from Dr. Dr. Oz. Why do Listen. I say Dr. Oz every time? Tim is still escaping from Mr. Oz's clutches over Detective Comics, so I assumed he wasn't back. You're assuming there's that there's continuity, that something makes sense, that something matters. That's true. That was my own fault. Um, also, let's talk about the awesome Ariel Olivetti 
uh, variant cover. Okay. I mean, all, I'm not Olivier. Olivier Coipel variant cover. Oh. Oh, yeah, you're going to get your Coipels and your Olivetti's mixed up. This is why you shouldn't podcast uh, only after being awake for about 45 minutes. Um, <laughs> when you land it. I, I, I tell you, uh, Batman on a horse. I, I liked, I mean, listen, I don't like to be to be reminded of that movie, but I like the the imagery of Batman with with the duster on the horse with the goggles. It's kind of fun. And it, it when I was a kid in the 80s reading Batman comics, I, I would read back issues all the time. So I was reading a lot of 70s and early 80s Batman, Bronze Age comics. And that that was the time when he was the swashbuckling global adventurer and he was almost often fighting Ra's al Ghul. And right. so I always liked those adventures. I always liked seeing Batman in different environments. Um and I'm not sure why he needs to go and tell Talia that he's getting married. Um, but it's kind of a funny maybe it's thing. a custody thing. Like it changes the arrangement with Damien. Maybe and maybe she'll take like, him back, and we'll never have to see him again. That would be awesome. That would be good. Um, but then uh, does he know about the orgies? Because he might be down with that. <laughs> new Batman, new, new Bruce is definitely down for, for orgies. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's just kind of a fun, weird thing, and I like that Tom King is taking these odd. Uh, looks at Batman. He's sort of yep. This sort of I don't say left to center, but he's sort of tilting the camera a bit and saying, "All right, well, let's put Batman on a horse with in the desert and let's have him go meet Talia, and she's gonna be pissed. Obviously, she wants her swords, and um, she's and you know it's just fun. And I, I I like the Joel Jones art a lot. Despite oh, she's great. The putting aside the fact that I wasn't quite sure if that was Damien or Tim in the beginning, I thought. Uh, I love. You're right. She gave him all different faces, all different haircuts, uh, different builds. All the kids. Uh, also, her dog drawing is excellent. There's one where he's laying on the couch with his legs up in the air. Yeah. Which is like I was like, oh, that's a that's a great dog right there. That's that's perfect. Dog owner, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Or a re- or a photo reference. But although you have to be a, you have to know dogs to know that that's the thing they do. Right. Um, I also like when Alfred takes a phone call from Superman. And lies, which I was kind of like, Superman can still hear you. <laughs> That's what I thought, you know. So I don't know. I don't know if this. He's only Superman's only calling you so that you can hear him. Right. I don't actually. That, that'd be a really useful skill. Would be to listen in after you're done with the conversation. Um, he could. He doesn't. He's a good guy, but he could. He, it wouldn't occur to him. I don't know if this country caught him. I don't know anything about it. I've never heard of it before. I don't know if it's happening in another book that that this country is. Like locked down under Justice League protection, and inside of it is Talia Ghul. I don't know. I don't know where it all happened. It also may not have happened anywhere. It could just be a thing that exists in the DCU, which is fine. Totally cool. Uh, I think it's interesting and fun. And you know, this is it's, it's kind of like Batman and Catwoman have to beat all the bosses to get to, to Talia, and that was you know fun. And I just thought this was a. It was. It's just Tom King's run is turning out to be not what I'm expecting necessarily, but I'm enjoying it for how kind of quirky it is. It's what you needed. It's what I, it's the Batman run I needed. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what... That's not the Batman run you deserve. No. No. Quite frankly, what I deserve and what I need are two different things. True enough. We all know that. So Batman 33 was the pick of the week. Good job, Tom King and Joel Jones. I hope Joel Jones is doing the whole arc. Um, Yeah, me too. Definitely. She's great. Every time I see her work, which isn't all that often, I just think, gosh, she's great. Like, for a second, I thought I was looking at... I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of who. Someone else who's a really big name. And I didn't know because the credits were at the end and all the cover says it's Jones. And I'm reading this going, who is this? I, I thought I was like, is this J.G. Jones? Is that? Did they get him for this? Because it it's that good. Yeah. You know? Um, I'd be yeah. fine if she was the regular artist of Batman, quite frankly. Even Duke has a really good, interesting face. Yeah. 
you 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 want an artist who can you don't you don't want those artists that just do the comic face. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really it's it's quite wonderful. Tell you something though. Just just from a technical standpoint, if I'm Batman and I have access to all of the things I have access to, probably not going to go with the cloth neck kerchief. Like I feel like there are more effective things that he has access to than like like the standard canteen. I feel like he's a camelback guy. But you know what? It looks cool and he's all he's I he's all about what looks cool. And I recognize that choice. Um and they killed a horse. That is a great that. way to sort of shock you into it as they have to shoot the horse as it's de- lying to dying in the desert. Um you know. <laughs> it was it was it, it's not I can imagine a lot of people having trouble with this run and maybe this issue even, but I'm enjoying it. I can I can see it. I, I'm not going to tell you it's my favorite thing ever, but it's 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 valid because of its multi its many efforts and also it's very it's variant. If you think about where we started with Gotham Girl and Gotham, you know, and that story and sort of where we are now and this sort of like the like Batman gonna marry Catwoman is a ballsy choice. Yeah, I don't think it's you gonna know? happen, but um... doesn't matter. They're, they're sticking with it long enough that it's it, it's not a one note joke, basically. Totally. They're like, let's play this out for a little while and see. And, you know, it's it, it's comics, so you know, nothing matters. It doesn't have to make sense. Yeah, well, I it... can't believe it took us this long to stumble onto that. <laughs> well, Dan Slott told us in 2007 when we interviewed him in the video show, but we had to, it took us it took us seven ten ten years to uh, I almost said seven years ten years to figure it out. Well, I think. Also, it's a you have to have been reading comics for a while to and really, really think about them for a good decade, at least, I'd say yes. to just go, to realize that, like, oh, trying to pl- it's, it's like the thing about Back to the Future. If you try to make sense of the time travel aspect, the whole thing falls apart. Stop doing that. Just enjoy However, story. sometimes it is annoying when nothing matters and nothing makes sense. And sometimes it's not. You get to make that choice as a reader. That's heavy. <laughs> what is it about weight? So the Invincible Iron Man 593, the newly renumbered Iron Man, Josh. Yeah. I, I, I just want to point out that as I was writing the things down, I realized that all of the comics have been renumbered to the original numbers, and it's great. Not all of I, them. Well, well whatever. Not a big deal. I don't well, care. The is. ones that are, I'm going to take whatever. It doesn't make sense. They jerked it around. It's still great. Iron, Invincible Iron Man number 593, Awesome, because at first I was trying to remember if I wanted to talk about this, and I, I thought, wait, is this the the Riri Williams one, or is this the Doctor Doom one? And I was like, oh, it's both of them. That's why they were both in there. That's why we, we did it this way. And, uh, you know, we're on our way to getting back to Stark, mm-hmm. which which actually makes me quite happy. Um, you've got two artists going through here. You've got Stefano Caselli doing uh, the Riri parts, and, and not just Riri, but also, I don't remember, Tony Stark's mother and, and Mary Jane, and then... Friday, the new uh, AI that sort of controls everything. Those three, four characters, um, and then Maliev is back for the Doctor Doom. So they've they've gone and combined those two books. Well, I um, didn't know Doctor Doom was in this. Yeah, I would have read it. That's what that's what that's the two series. There's Riri in one, and then well, because at the end of at the end of Infamous Iron Man, it said it was over. Yeah, but like they're there's they've got to figure out how to bring these two things I'll together and it's I'll the search for Tony Stark. I'll read so it. They're going to like they like Tony Stark's been in a coma or dead or whatever it's been since the end of um I can't remember Civil War 2, wasn't it? No, uh the one where Doom had the other planet. 
Maybe it was Civil War yeah, II. Civil War II, because that was when all the new heroes were popping up after that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's here. He shows up, and this is a really cool scene at the very end where, like, a a bald, completely hairless human who I assume is Tony Stark – because you can't tell once you take his mustache away and his hair. <laughs> That's true. Um, like, struggles across the floor for two pages, puts on the uh, Shellhead era Iron Man, and then curls up in a fetal position in a one-page panel at the end. Hmm. And there's no words or explanation, and so he just needs to get into the armor, and then he curls up like a baby. Hey, look, there's a backup story I didn't see. Doesn't matter. <laughs> It's only a few pages. Um, that happens to me a lot because something says end and di- digitally you're like, okay, that's the end. Oh, wait, there's more pages. Who knew? I can't think of how many pages I've missed. That's a drawback of digital if I'm going to be honest. Well, I, I scroll all the way to the end until it says read more, read more, get back to your books. I'm starting to learn to do that, but sometimes I'm in a hurry. Also, cause I, just, I like to clear off my, my list of you know books you're in the middle of reading, and you can only do that if you get to the end, last page. So the point of me talking about this is that – It was really fun. Uh, These two series have been really fun on their own, and it is totally time to, okay, bring back Tony Stark, and then you've got this coterie of characters going on. I don't want – I'm cool with Doctor Doom wanting to be a good guy Iron Man, even if he doesn't call himself Iron Man. Like, I am – go with this. That has been really called Iron Man before in that other book. It was – Yeah. My only worry with all this is that now, like, every hero has a family. And not, like, a mom and a dad, but, like, there's, like – now there's, like – Four Iron Men, and now there's four Spider Men, and now you know it's like so that's the era we live in. I guess that's the era of comics that we're in right now, because each franchise has to stand on its own so that it has characters that it can be passed on to. And I, I mean, I assume this comes from, hey, have you noticed Robert Downey Jr.'s getting old as shit now? <laughs> I mean, really, that's what that's what we're doing here, and it, it's not just. Hey, we have to make them girls. Hey, we have to make them black. Hey, we have to do whatever. That's there's a part of that where they're like, well, now we do have to replace them. How can we do it to make it, you know, different and more interesting? And that's one way. But it really boils down to Robert Downey Jr.'s getting old. <laughs> you know, like uh, like and 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 Chris Evans isn't going to do this forever. Like right. that's what you, I, that's what I feel like w- what we're seeing. But you know, we're gonna we're gonna now we're gonna dip back because that's what comics do. They look and they look forward, then they look to the past, and so we're back to original numbering, which is stupid and doesn't matter, but I like it. Um, and we're we're back to sort of like it would be one thing if they completely disappeared Tony Stark, but but you know he's been there the whole time, sort of in his AI form, and they're they're just playing around with the form, and it's been fun, and that's all that matters. If it's done shitty, then it, we would say it's shitty because of that, but it's been fun, so it isn't. And so I, I like the I like the direction, I like the the culmination, and then this is part one of the search for Tony Stark, which is classic comic book shit. Astro City Forty Eight. I was I, I thought maybe it might be the pick after the last issue was the pick. This is the this is the second of two part the G Dog story. And uh, I think because we knew what was coming, for me, the emotional impact was lessened as opposed to the last issue in which, you know, we get punched in the gut. We find out the dog is old and dying. Well, I feel like the last issue was all of the drama and this issue was all the explanation, which wasn't poorly done. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it didn't really have a punch in the same way because it was very explain and introspection. Yeah, it's almost kind of like an epilogue. Yes. Like once yeah. we found out that that once he found out that his dog was old and die or going to be dying soon, it, this was kind of like all the fun things we did once we found that out, and it was totally great. I liked the team of pets. Um, yeah. Not the pet, pet patrol. The, anim, the animal. Yeah, the pet patrol. With the, with they called themselves pets. That's true. that's on them. Doctor Monkey. 
mm-hmm. is a great name. Um, and I hope he sticks around simply because I just like saying Dr. Monkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was all sad when the pet patrol falls apart. Or at least, at least when, when the guy leaves yeah. the pet patrol. Yeah. Uh, but it was it felt kind of like an overview, which is nice. It's kind of like an overview of a life. You know, it was it was yeah. it was a sweet issue. It just wasn't as emotionally impactful as the last one. I, I I agree. I'm I'm right there with you. That's why I don't think it, it could have been. It'd been a, it'd be a hard call to make a pick of the week. Um, but I liked that the dog. Um, I, I'm literally going through like my dog is at that stage of life, and it's super sad. Um, and I like that the dog made it to 15. Like the dog lived longer when they went, they could still go superheroing. And at the end he was like, I, I don't, I don't want another one. I'm ready to move on. And I thought that was all, you know, nice. Dr. Drew is in here for some reason. Um, he needs to, um, yeah, it doesn't look like Dr. Drew. He, he, the guy, I don't know what his name is, but he needs to maybe think about a different costume. I think he's stopping, isn't he? I guess he's leaving the amulet, but he flies away. So he still has powers. Oh, look at that. He might want to check that it still works. <laughs> before he flies up. In the like air. if there's a proximity thing. I think I think what happened was the amulet allowed him to absorb new animal powers, but he still has the old ones. He just didn't, okay. he didn't want to bond with the new he's, animal. He's not going to change that costume, though, because it means a lot. I know, it just looks it, silly. It's, it's the dog. It's his, it doesn't, yeah, well, you know, he was a dog. It's less silly when there's a dog head. Dogs don't care so much about what they look like is what I've found. Well, they're not – they don't understand the concept even of fashion, which is you know, the, the downside of a dog. Maybe they do. I mean they just don't care. I, I, can't, I can't speak for the dogs. <laughs> that, was, that was stupid. Maybe they prefer avant-garde and they're like, what are you guys still doing wearing regular pants? Yeah. Um, just get loose with it, but come on. So with the renumbering came a new uh, anniversary issue of the Mighty Thor 700. So it's like late at night, and I, I had very little free time this week, and I, I had a lot of comics. And I'm like, all right, let's start going. Oh, good, a 50-page Thor. Awesome. <laughs> so glad. And I started with that. Um, you're a doofus for not reading Thor all this time. It's been a great time to read Thor. <laughs> well, you know, I like that it's nah. something you can at least – you could at least uh, hit me with. It was all tied in together. It wasn't like the Jane Foster stuff was come directly related. The 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 Volstag as the Warth, or he gets the like he had the hammer taken away. And we're like, I guess that's all for Warthor. But then the hammer just shows up in front of him and he kicks all the other gods' asses. Um, this was sort of an art spectacular. Mm-hmm. Lots of different people. Uh, in it, which you did not write in the script, and I don't blame you for that, so I'm going to go back to the beginning. But like right away, under the cover, first page you get to, Walt Simonson Thor. It's just one page, ridiculous boot pads, awesome. and a happy Thor, and that's all I wanted out of life. We had Walter Simonson with Matthew Wilson coloring that, Russell Dodderman, Matthew Matthew Wilson colored live, Daniel Acuna, James Heron and Dave Stewart, Becky Cloonan and Dave Stewart, Chris Burnham and Ives Forsina, uh, Andrew McLean and Dave Stewart, Jill Thompson, Mike Del Mundo, Olivia Coipel and Dave Stewart. I mean, I mean, this was an artistic tour de force, and I recommend that you download it just to look at it. Um, a lot of different Thors are coming together. Uh, we've been building up to this sort of Malekith thing for a long time, um, and I feel like this is going to be, you know, the the some sort of culmination of that. And again, like calling it the Mighty Thor number seven hundred, that made me pretty happy. Well, you know, all the credit in the world for Jason, to Jason Aaron for writing seven hundred issues of Thor. That's actually that's not how. Oh, it's just I thought you'd know this by now. <laughs> oh, that's not the, how it works. No, there are there are rotating creators. Oh. Uh, Seven hundred issues at a monthly pace is pretty significant. Um, 
But you've got all like there's elements of everything from the his run of Thor from the very beginning to the God Butcher and the the granddaughters. Um, you've got this. Uh, the, what is the black? Whatever that the weapon that the the God Butcher had that sort of black uh, power the sphere. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it gets uh, infected. Um, it infects Galactus, who becomes the Butcher of Worlds, and Galactus becomes darker even than he would have been before. And and I Mo- thought he was he was. He was a life bringer now. Well, in this, he's got the the whatever that that black power is. God, it's um, like nothing makes or sense. the god butcher, the all black, the necro sword. Uh, basically, it infected uh, Galactus, and then so Galactus is going through eating all the planets, and then Ego, the living planet, who is greatly aged and his face is like got bulbous sores all over it, um, comes after and 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 bites Galactus's arm off, which then infects Ego, the living planet, to having the necro sword in him. And so, like, it's just huge, stupid cosmic forces going on. Frog Thor shows up. You've got the the rampant uh, sort of uh, She-Hulk in this, uh, who's been showing up in different comics because she's all out of control mm-hmm. now, which is kind of interesting. But also, I miss Jennifer Walters. There's a lot going on in this. It's it's actually difficult to summarize, but it was really fun to read, and it's sort of elements of everything that's been happening. Um, and I'm I'm. Like it's 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 been a hell of a run on Thor. I mean, really, and I keep thinking that we're, we've reached a sort of uh, precipice. Like, okay, now is we're gonna and it keeps adding more stuff to it, um, and it's all in just right, right in the right tone, you know. Uh, oh, and then then it ends with Mangog, which I think was one of the earliest Kirby Thor villain monsters. It's gonna be a good time. Well, it sounds good. It's really you should you should you should flip through it. And there are a few pages at the end here which I also did not flip through. There was um, there was a concerted effort amongst the patrons this week to make that the pick of the week so that I would have to read it, but that effort fell flat. Not flat. <laughs> but it did not it did not succeed. They I'm, turned away the I, gates. If I can't get you to read it, <laughs> phrasing its goodness forever. So I feel like. Josh, you and I have known each other for a long time, and sure. I, feel, I feel like the listeners, and, you know, and I have come close over these twelve years or however long we've been oh. doing this. Um, I, so I can be honest with you guys and say, I forgot all my Image comics. <laughs> wow! When I was packing, I forgot to pack my Image books, so I did not read any of the Image books this week, including Mage: The Hero of the Night number three. Well, you blew it because I think I would have made this my pick of the week. Well, there you go. Uh, and again, get work. It is not that Mage, the the Hero to Night number three, is like an amazing issue or anything. It's just that I get it. And and for a long time, I've known about this comic book. I've read it. And, you know, it's not not the greatest series ever, but it is really good and it's unique and it's something that's that's, – sort of deserves its reputation. Um, Matt Wagner is is a heck of an artist. I I just really like his his art. He's a terrific artist. It doesn't look like anybody else's stuff. It's actually pretty simple, but he's a good storyteller. Have you ever read not... Trinity? No. It's my go-to. Like here, you want to read a good DC? It's it's his it's his miniseries about you know the, the retelling of when Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman first met and worked together. Mm-hmm. And it's a little, I might I might have like it's a long... little trade paperback. You know, it was like a four-issue mini or whatever it was, and it's terrific. I might even have it. Yeah. I and I, then the other side that I really like about this is because I assume that the first part took place before he had a family and had kids this really is about you know and i'm assuming that again that the creator that matt wagner is is using his experiences because you know the earlier indie stuff is done when you're young and you're hungry and the later stuff is you've got a family you've got different musician 
Yeah, and he's a he's a good like like he's a good dad. It's a nice family. The 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 drama isn't among the family. He's just trying to do the right thing, and the kids love him, and and he has to leave because there's monsters coming after him, and there's various reasons why they don't want them all to leave, and he's taken on the evil force. It's and it's it's pretty straight up. It's not it's not reinventing the wheel or anything, but it's it's really well done. And for some reason, I really like the Kevin Matchstick character. I I. I I like watching him. I like watching his reaction. It's just like he's a good guy. It's almost like in a almost like a Coach Taylor kind of way. Just Did like you, have you so, so now that this book is at Image Image is collecting the original run and the first two. I have so, them, but I haven't read them. So, how, so you have you haven't read the original? I, I read I them a long read them time. I'm, I have. I mean, I have read them. I read them many, at least a decade, probably more. I read them like early two thousands. So. It didn't really stick with me a ton. Um, I, I got the basic idea, but I don't think I finished it. I'm, this, is, this was at a time when, like, if, I didn't have any money, so yeah, like, if I needed a new paperback, like, I'd really love it. So I don't think that I kept going with these it. These are long. I think this is like a fifteen issue yeah. mini or something like that. Yeah. So these are media. I think that I think there's two trades worth for each volume. So there's going to be six of these trades when it's all said and done. Um, but it's good. It's just it's solid comic books, and uh, it's it's definitely of a slightly earlier era, I think, which appeals to me because I feel like it's being written for me, right? If that makes sense. So, Josh, you're a man who likes to take care of his his junk, his 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 uh, hello hello his his, uh, his sensitive bits. Yeah, you're a man yeah, who does it, who appreciates not having rough fabrics and uh, itchiness. Maybe not like a raw wool underwear kind of guy. Uh, I don't. I, if anything, I would go for a merino wool, but that's a whole other conversation. No, no like a raw, un- un- untreated, like you know. It's true. I do not have rough underwear in any way, and and I will say I have, having switched to a premium underwear long ago, I don't see myself going back. So, Mac Weldon, <laughs> is an underwear that is better than what you're wearing, most likely, if you're listening right now, and it's definitely better than raw wool. I think we can we can go out on a limb and be like. Or canvas or burlap, like if you're gonna be like, <laughs> that's is just Mac Weldon better than a burlap sack? Yes, it's more comfortable. <laughs> or cotton, it's actually just better than regular cotton, if I'm gonna be honest. And it's got great design. Ron talked about it very uncomfortably last week, but yeah, the thing I is, can't, I can't shake it. The thing is, if you're someone who appreciates great design in your underwear and also is like, fuck this burlap sack underwear that my mom made me, I want like real premium quality uh, material then I don't know why you're not al- already on MacWeldon.com using promo code iFanboy to order some right now I, I mean you should be I'm going to tell you something so this is this is full disclosure they say listen we're not going to go on for 40 minutes this time no okay but I, I, I want this to be known is that like they sent us some uh, some coupon codes to get some underwear so we could try it out so we knew what we were talking about so it wasn't bullshit I bought more I well, here's the thing. I bought more. Yeah, and the and the Buy thing. Money. No, you know. The, and the thing is, is, as we mentioned at the top of the show, as Josh did, it's not just underwear. I bought socks. I bought a t. I got about a couple of t-shirts. Um, the t-shirts are. I'm this, wearing one of the t-shirts right now. The t-shirts have this really great quality. I don't even. I didn't even look at the, the back to see what they're made of, but uh, they're really soft. And uh, the un- the socks are crazy. They go up to my knees. You know what the worst thing about this, the nice socks is and they start falling down and then they're all bunched around your ankles by the end of the evening. No. These are up around your knees. Good socks. Good underwear. It's a fine thing. I mean, to be, you know, that's true. 
but really, I want. I mean, I don't want to focus on that. I know they have all this stuff, but if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna say, if you got to do one thing, get some of get some of that underwear. Yeah, I wore one on the plane last night. Super great. Um, you know, the no rolling thing is awesome. Yeah, right, it works. Right, it does work, and I don't. I can't figure out why. I'm not. A, I think I'm not an underwear engineer. Right, I don't claim to be one. I don't have a degree in underwear design, but uh, it doesn't roll on you, which is often a problem. So there's there's a few different kinds of underwear. I have not tried the uh, have not tried the athletic. We really need to wrap this up. But <laughs> the silver a little little a little more upmarket though. But they're totally antimicrobial, which means that they don't stink and they don't take on. The, and it works and that's super cool. Uh, if you're a hair sweet man or, <laughs> or sweaty man, for example, and uh, unfortunately, you know, they're men's clothes. Uh, I presumably could wear them if you're a woman. Yeah, um, I, I I was asked, hey, you like these so much? Can I get some women's? And I was like, you know what? I'm not in charge. There are no women's stuff. I apologize. Uh, I bought I bought a uh, I bought an A shirt like Ron, uh, which will not be worn externally in any way. <laughs> but not while you're grilling. Nope, nope, that won't be happening. What do you think about it. No, I'll get grease on it. I don't like that. <laughs> well, so we we hardly recommend Mac Weldon. We have Ron's not Ron. You're Josh. Josh is wearing the underwear right now. I've got t-shirts and socks. I have actually on this trip I brought the socks with me. I like I, so I, I'm wearing the t-shirt. I it was I used it first in my laundry so I don't have any of the underwear left right now. Well, oh, you're wearing the t-shirt. Sorry. I'm wearing the t-shirt which is which is great. So I wore one of the I wore one of the pairs last night, one of the underwear pairs. It's a great mm-hmm. stuff. So you go to macweldon.com and you get 20% off use the code ifanboy at checkout. And that's crazy to not even give it a shot and check it out. Twenty percent off, good price. That 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 brings it that that brings it down significantly. You should get some. MacWeldon.com promo code iFanboy at checkout. Twenty percent off your purchase. Socks, underwear, shirts. They got hoodies. They got all kinds of stuff there. Check it out. MacWeldon.com promo code iFanboy. Life is too short to have uh, any any sort of fabric uh, friction going on. Listen, I know that. A couple of years ago, we did a we did a listener survey, and a good forty five percent of you are currently at this moment wearing burlap underwear from that <laughs> survey. There's no reason. Why deal with the pain and the chafing? It also, it's, it can't be easy to source. No, this, this is definitely easier than that. I just I don't understand why you're you doing it. You go to the website, and then it delivers to you fast yeah. too. Yeah, you get it fast. So go to macwalden.com, promo code iFanboy, twenty percent off your purchase. Thank you, Mac. Talk to me about the Green Lanterns. I wanted to mention Green Lanterns 33 because Tim Seeley and Sam Humphreys are doing a book swap. So Sam Humphreys used to write this book, and now he's writing Nightwing. Tim Seeley used to write Nightwing, now he's writing Green Lanterns. They did a little swap. And what was interesting about that? Permanently? Not like as a one-month stunt? No, Sam Humphreys is definitely permanently on Nightwing, and I I assume Tim Seeley is permanent on Green Lanterns, although I could be wrong because I don't read the news sites anymore. But... Um, what was fun about this book is that it's got the Tim Seeley stamp on it. I guess Jessica Cruz lives in Portland, and so Tim Seeley, as the gruff Chicagoan, really minds that Portland well. <laughs> there's man buns. There's there's a uh, t- mustaches. There's beards. Her uh, her Jessica's therapist is like uh, tattooed and and got a toque on and a scarf so he's really leaning into it but uh, all right it's fun and, the it, book is fun. and the it works the characters are fun yeah it's not it's it's not the whole issue it's only a little bit of it um there's one point where jessica make uses a ring to make a giant wonder woman and i thought that was actually really great because 
you know, Wonder Woman would be sort of the inspiration for all the other female heroes. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a nice little touch. You know, she, she's she's got to hold off this thing that's coming, so she makes a giant Wonder Woman with a shield. And I thought that was nice. I, the art was good too. This is a new artist. Um, scrolling, scrolling. Eduardo Pancisa. Probably probably pronounced wrong. Pancica, perhaps. Pancica. Uh, also really good. Kind cool. of a Jerry Ordway vibe to him. Oh. Which is interesting. That can go either way. Yeah, but it actually kind of works. Um, it's a fun pairing, and uh, I'm interested to see what Tim Seeley does with, with these characters. Invincible 141, we are in the final uh, countdown. Part 9 of 12, so there's only three left of this. I read um, the most recent trade, which is the first part of this. So I, I guess I'm... Oh. I'm six, three issues behind you. Okay. But... Yeah. All right. Stay. Stay. Well, uh, a main character dies. That happened uh, at the person. end of that trade too. So yeah. I assume, I assume well, I in mean, the last bit, a lot of people are going to die very, very violently. There's a very. What happened at the end of your trade? Mm, I, uh, spoiler warning. We gave a spoiler warning. The dad died. Yeah. Re- really? Yeah. Why? Really died? Well, I don't know. Really, that was the end of the trade. Well. Fighting, might, fighting the other guy from the the other bad guy. You might see him again. All right, well, there you go. <laughs> um, but uh, the Viltrumites are tough, is the point. Uh, but what's going on here is like well, he a got, like, torn in half. Yeah, which is just you know you'll get to it. <laughs> All right. Um, they don't look well. I mean, they, but they're but they're healing. Um, that's true. They are tough. Yeah, there's Shame a thing here, but basically, here. Mark is going on this like. I, I think I just need to go take care of my family. And then, you know, he's also torn by, like, you have to lead the Viltrumites. Because if you just go for your family, it's, you know, it's going to screw everything up for everybody. And then your family's screwed anyway. And there's that that conflict. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about how it's going to end. Not, 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 that, not quality-wise. I've got no, yeah. no worry about that. My worry is how it's going to end emotionally. Sure. Um, because it can, he can do anything. Kirkman. There's a couple. But the point, this issue uh, got a lot of pretty tough emotional moments. I thought were written really well, and and I, I, even though I know better, I know better. I'm a little part of my mind is writing off Robert Kirkman as that Walking Dead TV guy. Wow, and it's, I'm gonna tell. I, him. I know, I know, like I know, <laughs> I know better. You know, and I, and I, I read this, I go, right, you know, he still got it. I mean, I don't know how much how much of that makes it to the screen on the TV show necessarily, but. I, it's never left this. Also, it's t- also it's totally time for this book to end. Yes, because I think I think I think he hit a certain point with the character Mark Grayson where he's been sort of treading water. Where it's like shit or get off the pot. I don't totally really want to do this anymore. Oh, I got to keep doing this. Oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I got to keep doing that. And yeah. So there's been a little bit of that. I think it's totally fine. I think it's totally fine for a book to go a hundred some odd issues, hundred and forty some odd issues, and, and end. That's fine. It's not. It's it's one story. It's not like it's multiple creators. Although he did once say he he wanted Invincible to do the book where he could hand it off one day, but I guess he's not doing that. But yeah, um, no. I think this book is better than The Walking Dead. Uh, well, it's different. It's, it's a different thing. I enjoy it. More. So I, I am I'm getting kind of tired of The Walking Dead at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm still I'm on issue. I'm still going with it. We never talked. But about it. Yeah, I don't, because they just keep setting up a society, and then there's a problem, and they set up society again, and then there's a problem, and and it's a little – the search is a little bit over. Like, it kind of feels like – like, it could go on forever, but they need a new 
conflict, I guess. Mm-hmm. But but you know, like the zombies show up. The zombies are no longer a problem. They had a big herd, not a herd yeah, bigger they- than a herd. Like that was the sort of last. Like here's yeah, the last the bit. They, they send them off to the sea or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, like it's it's kind of the the zombies are now just like weather, right? And it's not that interesting to me. Which is why the show isn't interesting to me because I just feel like I've seen it all and we're just watching a different play of it. Right. Um, it's not that it's bad, and if you've never read the books, it's fine. But I don't need to go through it. Um, but I really anyway. like this book. I think this is this is one of the best books being made. Yep. It's sure. great. It's great. I'm a little confused by Luke Cage number 166. Nothing to do with the issue itself. I just can't figure out how they got to this number. I don't know. I didn't do the research on it because um, I don't really care. But apparently there are 165 issues of Luke Cage before. No, there aren't. This is the first ever series named Luke Cage. And I can't. Wasn't there a Power Man? Yes, but I can't figure it. Power Man only Power went. Power Man like, and Iron Fist? Power Man only went like 40 issues. Power Man and Iron okay. Fist went 125 issues, the, you know, the original series in the 1980s. I just can't figure out where they got this number from. I like that there's somebody at Marvel, and I guarantee you it's one person who was like, count, go count. But I don't want – got to go count these. And then he just came to them in numbers, and nobody checked them. Right. It's yeah, just where we are. Um, like, but besides the numbering question, I wanted to bring this up because of, of all the quote-unquote Defenders books, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Defenders itself, this was the one that I was on the precipice of dropping – um, I didn't really like that last arc. Yeah, I hated the last arc, and, and that and the Luke K, the Power Man and Iron Fist book was so good, probably the best thing Marvel was publishing. That it's, it was such a drop off, even considering it was the same writer. writer. Yep. He, he definitely watered down his point of view and his voice for this this series, and the art was really boring. But I thought this issue, now that Luke is leaving New Orleans, New Orleans, which he should not should have been in the first place, um, it had a bit more of a personality to it, and the art definitely yep. did. Yep, I, I thought I thought the same thing. This sort of start of a new arc, um, little little bit cliche, you know. Gets gets hassled by the cops, you know. It's just we've seen it a lot of times. Um, well, he's road tripping from New Orleans back to New York, and so he's going through the South and Mississippi, uh, Mississippi, and he gets uh, he, he gets caught by a supervillain. Well, there's obviously a superhero uh, supervillain behind it all, but I, the art was definitely had more personality to it than the last arc. Yep, um, not you know it's not, it's not it's not Sanford Green, but it's it's uh, it was. It, it, I enjoyed it, and I thought I thought his his voice was a bit stronger than it was in the last arc. I, the last arc just felt like it was put through a, some sort of filter. Yeah, well, I think it's trying to figure out what it was. Uh, this had if we were doing panels of the week, um, it had my favorite panel. It might have been my favorite panel of the week. Mm-hmm. Is that like they drug Luke Cage with like a Hulk level uh, tranquilizer, yeah. and and he's basically he's talking to the villain. And he and he's like, I don't, I don't think you're gonna get me. I can already feel the strength coming back to my ass kicking foot. And I was like, hell yeah, that's a good, that's a good bit of dialogue. That's yeah. a little bit of Milius right there. That is what that is the dialogue that would have happened in the Power Man and Iron, Iron Fist book. So yep. now, now Luke Cage is in this weird prison. So I, I, I'm now happy to stick to stick on this one for a little while. I really like the, I like the art, but I really like the production of the art. A lot of the duotone, the zipatone sort of textures that are going on here. Um, just has an interesting look. Champions 13 was notable. Um, it's part two of a crossover with the Avengers, which I don't read, so I didn't know what was going on. Well, I, did, I mean, I could figure it out. I wasn't. I'm not an idiot, mostly. But um, it was. Mm-hmm. I wanted to mention it because Herberto Ramos, the artist, was like, "Fuck it, I'm not drawing Spider-Man with the knee with the with the thigh high boots. He just draws a regular Spider-Man costume." I love the slow. 
uh, like artist rebellion that's happening with stupid costumes. <laughs> like the pages are in. What do you want me to do? You want me to redraw it? Because uh, because this week's spectacular Spider-Man was also out, and that's the one where where he has those stupid knee-high or thigh-high boots, and they're just I don't know why. There's like no like reason. like the best version of that is Kiss, and that's not a good version. <laughs> so, um, this was fun. Although I think I feel like if you're if you're Look, anybody can write anything, is my opinion. However, I feel like if you're writing a book about contemporary teenagers, maybe a, ma- a guy in his 50s isn't the best option for it. What? Well, and he's doing several teenager books, isn't he? I don't know. But, I mean, it's Mark Waid's one of my favorite writers of all time. I just It just feels... He is. Just, but I'm guessing when he was a teenager, he wasn't even like a teenager. Yeah, it just it doesn't feel... They don't feel like teenagers. At one point... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to find it because we'll sit here while I try to find it. There was some reference one of the characters made, and I was like, "There was no, there's no way a character would ever make that reference to that age," and not even like a pop culture reference, just like a phrase, <laughs> like a Woody Allen. <laughs> That's like in Going Bananas. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just. Oh, here it is. It's where Miles Morales, because Vision is all screwy, and he says, uh, "He's got boxer's brain." No, no, no kid's ever going to say that. Yeah, New York City kid might have watched. Raging Bull. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not glaring. It's just like yeah. you know, if you really want to make this book really vibrant and re- maybe give it to a like a young, hungry twenty-something who knows who was just a teenager and knows. And then no one would buy it. Well, that's true. That's true. Superman thirty-three. Superman thirty-three. I liked this just in concept. Basically, uh, they get kidnapped by Lex Luthor, who's now in charge of Apocalypse, and uh, Lois and uh, John. Are all transported to War World or not War World, but like Apocalypse, ap- apocalypse during the during the uh, big fight. Yeah. And I thought, well, oh, that's that's you know that's that's Superman book, and that's the fam- you know you've made it into a family drama book, so that's the that's the the next step. And I, I thought it was kind of like it, it gives us something to do finally with this weird Luther thing we've had going on. Um, yeah, I, I, it's stupid. I mean, but but not in a bad way. No, I liked it. Um... The Luther thing is weird to me because it makes sense if Superman is gone that Luther would try to be Superman. That totally makes sense to me. But uh, with Superman back, it doesn't like he shouldn't. You know, it, well, he shouldn't be running around in a Superman suit. That's all. That's all I'm saying. They're gonna. He likes. He got a taste of it. He likes it, so he's trying it this way. And also, they're resolving that probably in some way. Yeah. No, but again, it's the though. family. Like that's the that's the trend right now. There are nine of every character running around actively. And you just have to deal with it. Suck it up. There you go. So those are the books we're going to talk about this week. Uh, go to fanboy.com. Find the post for the show if you want to talk about the books you read. Now we go to the patron pick. That's where every week the patrons over at patreon.com slash ifanboy get to vote to add a book to the rundown. Uh, everyone who's a patron gets to vote. And we do that on the show. They, 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 this was Last week we talked about how the vote was weirdly low. This week the vote bounced back. Back to normal. All numbers. right. So a highly contested vote this week, but the winner, honestly, by 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 a good amount. I mean, it it, it was the number one book the first hour voting, and it stayed that way the entire week. Was Sherlock Frankenstein and the Legion of Evil: Colon from the World of Black Hammer, number one, written by Jeff Lemire with art by David Rubin, and uh, this is a spinoff, what I assume is a miniseries from Black Hammer, uh, dealing with. The character of Black Hammer's daughter, who we saw in issue 12, was given access to her father's hideout. And this is, I guess, continuing that story, even though in the present she is with the Black Hammer 
um, not Black Hammer, but she's with the other heroes in that weird purgatory prison. So I don't. This is some sort of flashback miniseries, which I guess maybe will tell us how she got to the prison. We don't know. Um, it does feature the art of David Rubin, who did draw that issue, issue 12, uh, who, whose art I like a lot. Um, so. You don't read I Black have, Hammer. So I have not been reading Black Hammer. And I will tell you that when I saw the title was Sherlock Frankenstein, I thought, oh, fuck that. I, you know, like, it's just a pop culture nerd mashup garbage crap. Right away, I was like, this is really good. <laughs> I mean, and, and I'm saying that is like, I have not read Black Hammer. I did not for one second feel lost. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was. It, it, like, art was fantastic. Um, honestly, kind of, I would, I couldn't have told you this was Jeff Lemire. Well, this is, I mean, this is why I think you should be reading Black Hammer. Cause this is this, I understand. I mean, he, this is him doing Silver Age DC um, with, a, with a sprinkling, just a sprinkling of Golden Age DC, but but mm-hmm. Silver Age DC. And, I mean, you can see all the analogs in this book. There's, you know, sure. Hawkman, and the Justice Society. And, but uh, it's a really fun, sort of wacky Jeff Lemire. Yeah, and, but it, but it's also like, you know, it's a real... You know, but with it's, real it's, emotional consequences yeah. and stakes to it. Um, I, I, thought I, the I art, don't know. Yeah, the arts. arts. The art was really great. Um, it, it was ambitious in places. I think there's a there's a bit where they're walking down the stairs in the prison, and I was it was a little confusing. Yeah, I lost a little bit of thread, but it was too. But, yeah, but it kind of worked. If, if you know, in a way, um, I, the color is great. Like it's it's uh really. And David Rubin did all that too. Yeah, it's a it's a really nice it's a, it's a really good book. I got to the end of it. That was very good. I, I'm going to read the rest of this for sure. Sorry, I just gave that away. That's a spo- is that a spoiler for myself? That's right. Did you did you, did it did it make you want to read Black Hammer at all? Was the question. I don't not want to read Black Hammer, but there's a thing such as momentum. <laughs> uh, you know, and and for me to be like, well, I better read this trade of these things is uh, I've got trades that have been sitting there for quite a while. Well, I think the good <laughs> thing about this issue, as you said, is that. You can pick this up and not having read Black Hammer and enjoy. Hundred percent. If you were sure, weren't sure about whatever, but you're hearing us, so you're, you're hearing me talk about. It. I don't want to read anything new. I read, this was great. This was really, really good. Um, with with no caveats to that, and I didn't read. I didn't know anything about Black Hammer, and I wasn't lost for a second. I really do like the names that he uses. Yep. Sherlock Frankenstein's fine, but there was one of them in the prison I really like. What was it? Uh, um, um, it was the guy Grim Jim. Grim Jim. I liked Grim Jim. Mectoplasm. He has a lot of fun. I was fun pretty with... impressed by these. I was, yeah. Yeah. Con- like... The concrete stador. The, the lettering's good. Yeah. The it's lettering. It's a good book. It's I mean, a good book. It's well done. Ron it's, and I have been talking about Black Hammer for a while, and I think it's probably one of my top five books. And this this is sort of like the same book. They just needed to tell this other story, so they, they broke it out into a miniseries. Um, mm-hmm. So Sherlock Frankenstein of the Legion of Evil number one ratings ratings Josh ratings uh four and a half I'm gonna go four okay sticking with it yeah yes me as well so there you go uh, good job patrons sometimes they try to screw us other times you know good job guys so uh, there you go Patreon pick as I said patreon.com slash ifanboy that's where you can go you can vote on the Patreon pick you can also join up and at a certain level you get your own superpower uh, that's what we give away every week on the show to people who give the, who give and we thank you to do, who do that Josh why don't you kick it off and tell us uh, the first Patreon power David Jordan uh, can increase or decrease the salinity of any object that he touches 
So he can he's good he's good if you have a fish tank. Oh interesting. For example. Or so or if you can turn salt water into yeah. fresh water? Yeah, so if you're stuck on a raft, he's the guy you want to have around because he's you know the unlimited water. In fact, you want to put that guy in a factory, he can just solve the world's water problems, but it's gonna wear him out. And also he's gonna have high blood pressure at the end of it. This is, I don't the, I don't know. He so he he, he absorbs the salt? It makes he makes it go or makes it or makes it come. I I, I can't explain it. It's not it's not science. I'm not a doctor. It's something otherworldly. I don't have to explain how this works scientifically. <laughs> okay. If it's funny, I can try to. Right. But in this case, I don't choose to explain it. Right. Uh, <laughs> Bobby, Bobby the the like share singularly named Bobby. His power is that he can put together anything that's broken, put it back together. Hmm. So not that he can normal build, speed. Yeah, he just can rebuild anything. Like if you broke, an, if you dropped like an egg, oh. he could put the shell back together. I tell you something, uh, he, he better hope his, his in-laws don't get his number <laughs> because he is going to be working on stuff all the time and his kids are going to get spoiled because mm-hmm. they need to know that stuff breaks sometimes. That's true. But he and there's can no fix coming it. back from it. Yeah, yeah, he can fix it. And it's not like, like yeah, I mean, he, it's not like he can't build it from scratch, but if you have all the pieces... Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's saying make. It's not like he can go out and find. It's very complicated. If you had all the pieces of a car engine sitting in front of you, he could put it back together. But he can't like go. He can't like design something in his head that didn't already exist. You know what I mean? He can only put it yeah. back together. I see something that once was. I'm I'm a lot like that. <laughs> I can't create good things, but I can I can break them down and discuss them. So I think the next one is a cop. Patrick Mahoney is a cop. It's Are you very, just being? Are you being racist here? Yes, I'm being anti anti uh, Irish. He sounds like an Irish cop. Go ahead, <laughs> Officer Mahoney. Okay, uh, this all needs to stop right now. <laughs> Patrick Mahoney can uh, can garden using I beams. He can mow lawns. He can trim hedges, but it only works on plant life. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so he can mow his lawn, just get out the... It's almost like Superman's beams, but it just works. It's like having Roundup, but from I-beams, and it's non-toxic. That's interesting. Um, I had one for the next guy who that is very similar, and so maybe they can just team up. Go with it. They will be the Gardner squad. So Gavin Tierney, also Irish-sounding. Um, he has Not a... Irish-sounding. Those are Irish names. <laughs> Uh, he is super green thumb. So, uh, oh, I almost he, said something just just like that. He he's very you know it doesn't even like it's almost like a superpower where he can just sort of make the things grow. <laughs> um, but not like at a super speed. Like he can't make like a sequoia. It's not poison ivy. Or like a red red uh, red oak red okay, wood. I understand. But he can you know your, his flowers and his plants they're always blooming and they're always lush. Even out of season. Yeah, always. Ow. Yeah, he's always got the best yard in the neighborhood. <laughs> in New England in the winter. That's amazing. I don't even do that. So there oh, you go. Gavin Tierney down the road. Just <laughs> got to knock with all the, all the greenery. So those are the patron powers this week. Go to patreon.com slash ifanboy. If you can uh, give it a certain level, you can get your own patron power of the show. And as we said last week, we're on the downslope, meaning we've done we've, we've passed the halfway point. It means one more, one more year of these and we'll be done giving the patron powers out to all the current patrons. <laughs> So just just one year. Just one more year. Good lord. Uh, oh, also, so, I'm sorry. I, w- I wanted to mention something before we move on. 
occasionally, and this has happened about five or six times, people will email us in with patron powers. Uh, we don't even look at those emails. We just immediately file them away. We, yeah. don't, we don't want suggestions, and it's nothing against you. Thank you for the suggestions, but we want part of the challenge for us and the fun of it is to come up with it on the spot or right before the show. We don't want to be influenced by other people's ideas. Occasionally in the middle of a sentence. Right. And so, then you get the fun, you know, you did that already. Have which is, I? Which is fine. Which is totally yeah, fine. It happens. But the point is, thank you for your suggestions and ideas. We appreciate them. We just aren't going to read them. It's kind of like if you send a script into a production company unsolicited, they aren't going to read it. Much, much lower stakes. Yeah. Also, no lawyers are involved in this one. None. Not a one. Nope. Not the ones who told us not to talk about. Anyway. Those are different lawyers. Go to patreon.com slash ifanboy. Uh, that's how you can get there on that. We are currently about 400 bucks away uh, at a monthly goal from a non-comics media podcast. Um, so, which I'm both looking forward to and not. So some people like when we do a thing that we want to, and some people really like to make us do things that are difficult for us. So, you know, take that as you will. Um, that's the next thing. Thanks to everybody who is, uh, who is, uh, contributing on a regular basis. Obviously we, we so appreciate it. Uh, there's a t-shirt store. You can go to ifanboy.threadless.com. Um, you should, what you need to do is get, uh, a iFanboy t-shirt. There's five designs now. There's two classic ones, the iFanboy and the Herm, um, which is not related to a comic book. I don't know what you're talking oh. about. There are three new ones. There's the Pick of the Week podcast. There's Ratings, which I love. And there's uh, If One is Electro, which I also love. You should wear one of those shirts, try blend with some Mack Weldon underwear and socks and maybe a hoodie or a half zip that they also sell. Uh, and you will be in some supreme fabric right there. We'll have more coming up. We're pretty sure we know what our next one's going to yeah, be. I think, we're, we're gonna, I think our goal is to get it out before the end of the year. Uh, as I said last week, we have a new idea that came to us, so we – shelve the one we were working on or we're going to try to get that new one out before the end of the year uh then of course uh we're heading to the holidays here right now and uh go to ifanboy.com slash support and you'll find the link to our amazon uh link just make that your bookmark for it i know that you have lots of other choices uh of podcasts and websites who have an amazon affiliate link frankly they don't do anything for me so i would like you to use ours if you can um because it doesn't cost. It's not hard for you. Just making the choice. And I'm just saying, how many other podcasts have you been listening to for 12 years? Hmm? Right. There's a stick to that I think needs to be rewarded. And you're going to buy that stuff anyway. So uh, use that, especially if for some reason you're making company acquisitions. Yes. <laughs> can you do that? Can you, can you buy a company via Amazon? No, no. I mean, like, like you're, you're at work and you've got to buy oh, a bunch of stuff. Oh, if you're in the acquisitions department. I get it. Yeah, yeah. You've got to, you got to like, oh, my, they're making me buy $5,000. Yeah, pr- there you go. Uh, use that link for that because no, that's not that's not even against the rules. I don't think. Yeah, if you need to buy like twenty five laptops. Yep. Go oh, for it. Man. That'd be great. I probably wouldn't do that through Amazon. <laughs> so I mean, you're not good at procurement if that's what you're doing. <laughs> so thank you everyone who does any of the any of the above to help the show out. We really do appreciate it. We, you may or may not have noticed we just upgraded the ifanboy.com server. We moved it to a different server. It, it was really slow before. Our database was dragging with the. 17 years of content in it uh, we moved to a new server it's much faster and that was all due from the support we got yeah. from you guys we were able to afford to pay people to do that and uh, it was not uh, a minor undertaking it's been about a month on it so thank you everyone that's the kind of thing that happens from the people who support the show so thank you very much let's do one email because we're running out of time Juan P. Juan P. from Los Angeles, California Seeing as how Halloween is quickly approaching, I was wondering if you have any favorite horror comics, prose books, or movies to recommend. Also, I know you guys hate horror, so fingers crossed. 
Yeah. Um, I would recommend From Hell. I like I like that the tropes that get explored in Hellboy throughout the whole story and, and in BPRD. I think that's about the best because I feel like Mignola and company are the ones who really understand playing in that field in a comics form. Um, a lot of Hellboy is just monster and spooky in that that sort of uh, that that look and that feel. Um, that's that would be my favorite thing in comics for that. Is it is it a horror book? No, I mean, I, mean, I think I mean, it's yeah, steeped, it deals with monsters and demons. It's steeped in monsters and ghosts and demons. You know, originally it was much more supernatural. You know, there are vampires and there are witches and ghosts and things like that from all over the world, not just sort of European and American versions of it. But there was definitely there was all sorts of stuff, and I, I really like that because those are sort of the base, the building block concepts that horror is made from. And I just like the way that it looks. You know, like I feel like it's colored like a like a horror movie. But in comic book form by Dave Stewart, who's a genius and a master. Yeah, and From Hell is probably the only comic that actually ever scared me while I was reading it. You know, it's the it's Alan Moore and and um, uh, De, uh, Eddie Campbell. Eddie Campbell. I, I was going through every first name, but Eddie uh, Campbell's uh, take on on Jack the Ripper. It came out in a in a in a big deluxe form. Not, it, but it was released in a big deluxe form. What, fifteen years, sixteen years ago? And, yeah. Uh, 17 years ago, I think it was 2000, and uh, it, it's a giant work. It's a great, well, it's it's steeped in Alan Moore's research. It takes a very particular point of view on the on the Jack the Ripper case, but it's a very graphic and scary book, um, and it creeped me out as I was reading it. And and books like that don't usually do that, um, and I don't really like horror as Juan alluded to. Neither one of none of us do. So that's not that's about all I've got for you. And we're out of time. And so right, there's also that. Email us at contact.ifanboy.com if you want to get your letter on the show. Thank you, Juan. And uh, quick quick plug again for the Marvels and Humans and the Gifted show, which we did, Mike Romo and I and Ryan Haupt talked about those shows. I'm still watching The Gifted and quite enjoying it. Um, so if you want to read uh, or hear about us talk about those shows. Also, we did a Star Trek Discovery show and the Orville show. That's also back there. Uh, that show is interesting. I'm still watching both those shows. Star Trek, I'm having a lot of time, hard time with. And every Monday morning, me and Mike Romo and, and Ron uh, have a little chat, and there's a lot of angsting. But uh, those shows are fun to listen to, so check them out on the feed. And, of course, uh, coming up, uh, I assume you, this is an animated thing. You and you and the folks will be doing Batman versus Two-Face. Sometimes is that is that out? I feel like I had somebody mention that. I've got it on my. It, okay. it, it literally arrived in my apartment as I was leaving on my trip. So there you go. It's we're gonna do that. You know, we're gonna record this week. Maybe release the week after. I'm not sure. We're, it's gonna be coming out soon. Okay, and then uh, Thor Ragnarok, which I am really looking forward to. I will try to do that show if possible. Great, because um, I've heard nothing but. Um, I'm hearing stuff about it makes me really excited to see it i'll just put it that it looks really stupid but not badly that's what i mean i'm I'm hearing that it's gonna it's it's if you're looking for something interesting and quirky or new from these characters this is this is the movie for you that's well that's you know that i'm i'm done with the tropes we've we've explored that so that sounds really fun (laughs) basically (laughs) i know him from work is the stupidest thing, and I like 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 me five ten years ago would have been like I'm not watching that. That's stupid. Now I'm like that's ridiculous. Let's do this. <laughs> so Thor Ragnarok will be coming out soon. That's the first week of November, I believe it comes out. So look for the show around then. In the meantime, head over to fanboy.com. That's where you'll find all the shows we just talked about, including all of our other old podcasts. 
And like a Facebook.com slash iFanboy and follow us on Twitter at iFanboy. That's where you can find out what the pick is before the show comes out. And you can follow us individually at Jay Flanagan and at RonXO on Twitter and Instagram and at CSKillPatrick on Instagram. And, of course, if you like the show, you can write a review over in iTunes or better yet. Make sure you tell your friends about it. Introduce your moms to podcasts. Help spread the iFanboy word. I've actually been seeing it a lot more since we've been talking about it. So, unfortunately, people who don't want to listen to us do this, it seems to be effective. Yes. <laughs> so uh, people have been just recommending it on uh, social media here and there a, a little more lately, which which is great. I love to see that. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to do that and sort of putting yourself out there because people don't usually want to hear you make recommendations. But if you do and they like it, then it all works out and everybody's good. And you're a hero. That's what you are. You're you're an, you're American a hero. hero. Even if well, I don't know. The, I was about to say American, but I don't you, know. You know, you still, can still be an American hero. Right. Which we, that's an American hero. Which we definitely need. So there you go. So uh, that's the show this week. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Connor. I'm Josh. Bye.